Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. Glad you're tuning in. Today's podcast is sponsored by me. <laughs> I'm Karen. I'm your host. Want more info about Woman Inspired? Just check it out at womaninspired.com. And please, please hop out to Instagram and search for One Woman Inspired. That's the number one followed by Woman Inspired, and you can follow me there. You'll find out uh, all the information you need to know there, including links to retreats, conferences, podcasts, etc., and I appreciate it so much. So I start every podcast with what I call a pod quote, and that's a quote or scripture or a tidbit of something interesting or something I find interesting that I hope you'll also find interesting or maybe inspire you. So grab a pen or a viable extra memory cell in your brain and take a note. Okay. So today's pod quote is real situations expose fake people. That quote is from Trent Shelton at rehab time. I'm going to repeat it for you. Real situations expose fake people. Okay. Today I'm going to talk to you about sacrifice, which you may have already gathered if you read the title of this podcast which uh, this this episode that is, is called Sacrificial Pam. Yes, that's a play on words. <laughs> Not Sacrificial Lamb, but Sacrificial Pam. I could have said Sacrificial Spam, but I don't think anyone ever killed a Spam um, or sacrificed one on an altar. <laughs> um, it, it's probably impossible, actually, because I think Spam is like Twinkies. It may endure the uh, apocalypse. So, a sacrificial Pam is actually coined after someone I once knew. I have changed this person's name in order to be discreet. Her name is not actually Pam. It's Pamela. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, anyway, Pam, as we shall call her, was a woman I went to church with, oh, so many years ago when I lived in Tennessee. She was, at face value, a very generous person. She was social, talkative, and even compassionate at times. However, Pam thought pretty highly of her own positive traits, especially her willingness to give up things for others. You may know people just like her. She often expressed, um, I would say, how proud she was to be so very generous in spirit and lamented frequently how much she had sacrificed for her husband and children. If she had to forgo anything, and I mean anything, a day at the spa, oh, a new car, a cruise, in order to allow one of her family members to have something, or the privilege of doing something that she wasn't going to be doing, she was sure to just let everybody she knew know all about it about how much she had given and how much she had sacrificed and how hard it was for her. In fact, she came to mind recently when I heard a pastor talking about sacrifice and the season of Lent. I recall one time, um, and this really came to mind when I was hearing the, the pastor talk about how Pam actually likened herself to Jesus Christ. So why? Well, good question. Was it because she laid down her life for someone or did she donate a kidney or jump in front of a car and push someone out of the way? Did she give all her riches to a homeless person and become a missionary? No, no, it was none of that. Um, I mean, we don't all have to do those things in order to be like Christ, right? We No, we don't. But you would think that if someone felt that proud of him or herself to actually say they were up there on that level of sacrifice like Jesus Christ, um, that it must be pretty huge, right? 
I mean, Jesus was the sacrificial lamb. Had stones thrown at him, hung up on a cross, pierced by a sword, nails in his hands and feet, out in the parched sun, hanging nearly naked, out on a cross for everyone to see. He was spit on and ridiculed and mocked just for being who he was, sacrificing his life, literally laying down his life so that we could have forgiveness. He was the last and only sacrifice ever needed that we would have eternal life through it and the ability to be with our Heavenly Father for all eternity. Eternity. Now that is sacrifice, holy and true. But sacrificial Pam didn't say, I'm working to be Christ-like or I'm trying to do things that are Christ-like or I am doing things that are Christ-like. She actually said, Oh, I know what Jesus might have felt like, y'all. I just sacrifice till my heart bleeds. I tell you what, I've never been so distraught and hurt in all my life. And her accent was probably a whole lot different than this. But this is what I remember in my head because I was in her Sunday school class. So she she goes on and on. It's like a part of me has been ripped and torn apart. That ministry that helps those women who've been in abusive marriages came to me and asked me for my clothes so that those women who stayed in their situations way too long, by the way, so that those women could have clothes for job interviews. Well, I offered them money and they said yes, but they still wanted my clothes. What what could I say? Um, they cornered me. They, they may as well have drugged me through the streets. Why do I need to be pressured and persecuted just because I have money and nice clothes and they don't? I just cried and cried and she really went on. She talked about how she gave some of her best suits and her blazers and her dress slacks to them and all for what? Half of them, she said, would probably just go back to those bad relationships anyhow, and then those clothes would all have gone to waste. But she says she did it anyhow because that's what being like Christ is like. And she cried. As she gave her this testimony of hers in Sunday school class, she actually cried. Now, I think they were crocodile tears, in other words, fake tears. That was what I sensed. Perhaps she was emotional about it. Perhaps she had worked herself into some big old dither of crying and she felt like she was persecuted and robbed through it. But whether it was for show or for real, I, I guess it really doesn't matter. But she cried. Not because she was kind and giving and moved by the women in this program who were being served. Not because she was moved to tears for the fact that she was able to help someone who may not have ever had a $200 pantsuit and blazer to go to a job interview. Or moved that these women were in abusive situations and they were being helped out of them. Or just moved over the fact that someone had been abused. Now, she wasn't crying over that. It was because it hurt her so much to see her expensive clothes go to that kind of a group of women. And to her, that was sacrifice. That, my friends, is not sacrifice. In fact, that is a real situation that has exposed a fake person. Hence today's pod quote, by the way. And yes, you may say that she has a different life experience than some of us. Definitely different than me and different than others. So we should feel bad for her. You might say, oh, she did her best and everyone should be thankful. And I'm sure they were thankful. But let's cut to the chase. If this woman proclaimed to be Christian, to know Jesus and to love him, then her actions did not show it. Period. I don't care what way you cut it. And and, and as you're sitting there 
maybe shocked or maybe disgusted over this story or or maybe you're not in agreement with me. Let's talk then about what sacrifice actually is. So if you have followed me for a bit now, you know I love words and the meaning of words. And I love the word, the word in, in the Bible. But I love to look up the meaning of different words. So I looked up the meaning of sacrifice. And it is, at its very core, a religious or spiritual word. It's from the Latin word sacrificium or the root word sacre, which means holy. Sacrifice is defined as an act of slaughtering an animal or person or surrendering a possession as an offering to God or to a divine figure. Okay, so in case you guessed it, sacrifice is utmost on my brain right now because it is the season of Lent. Um, so when you apply this word sacrifice to this woman, it's defined as an act of, um, giving up or surrendering a possession as an offering to God. So when I think about sacrificial Pam, she wasn't doing this as an offering to God. She was doing this because even if you take her for face value as to what she said and not a fake person, she said she gave it up because she felt pressured, because she felt persecuted, not out of love and compassion out of her heart, not something she was giving up to honor God. It was definitely not a holy sacrifice. So Lent, what is Lent? Um, we're nearing close to Easter, so we are in this season of Lent. Um, and that's the day we honor and give thanks and observe the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But what is Lent itself? Maybe you're listening today and you're not quite sure what it is, but you're just glad there's a fish fry somewhere every Friday this time of year. Well, let me clear it up a bit and say it is not um, fish fry season, although a lot of people do go to fish fries on Fridays during Lent. And in case my words aren't coming through clearly through this new mic I bought, let me be clear and say that I am not speaking about Lent. No dryer Lent, no belly button Lent. Not Lent as in I Lent you my book, but rather Lent, L-E-N-T, as in Lenten. It is a season. It is the six-week period leading up to Easter. It's one of the most important times of year, really, for many Christians around the world. It doesn't matter the denomination. Almost every Christian denomination observes Lent. So fasting during Lent has its origins in the 40 days Jesus spent in the desert fasting and praying before his death on the cross. So many Christians observe this this time of fasting during Lent, starting from Ash Wednesday um, and either going through Good Friday or all the way up to Easter. But all of Lent is observed... Um, by many types of different fasting. So Lent is more frequently seen as a time of solemn observance and preparation for the celebration and honoring of the death and resurrection of Jesus at Easter. The season of Lent, as I said, starts on Ash Wednesday and really concludes on Easter Sunday. But some people fast through Good Friday or they fast um, all the way through Easter Sunday. Now, most people don't fast from everything as in they don't eat. Um, but it's a traditional time of fasting or abstaining from something or sacrificing something. So I said the word abstaining. Abstinence? Oh, no. <laughs> Karen, did you just say abstinence? You mean I can't have sex during Lent? No. <laughs> well, that is something you could give up that most people do like to indulge in. Um, but that's not what I'm talking about. Most people give up something um, like meat or fish or high fat foods or alcohol or dessert or something like that. Uh, but let me define for you the word abstinence in this case. It is the act 
or practice of restraining oneself from indulging in something. So again, that indulgence is usually some sort of rich food or wine, beer, dessert, I don't know, Starbucks, double mocha latte, half calf cold brew, blah, 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 that you might enjoy on a regular basis. So you might set that aside. So some people now in our culture, the last, I don't know, 20 years also give up things they love to indulge in, like being, spending time on social media, playing video games, TV, movies, that sort of thing. So the past, past few years, I have personally observed that shift in our culture, though, where many people have moved in that direction of giving up things that take up their time, or to be more precise, even also giving away things. I would contend that this is this little old social media fed act of observing Lent. Um, observing Lent is actually not what Lent is all about. And you see... Just as we carefully prepare for events in our own personal lives, um, like we might prepare for a wedding or a birthday, preparing for Lent or observing it with a whole heart and actually abstaining or sacrificing something even prepares our hearts for remembering just what Easter is all about. To some, that giving up of, of TV for 40 days is a sacrifice, or even giving up your favorite show, and it takes great willpower. Some some might give up social media, like I said, or movies, or video games, um, or, or meat, or dessert, or wine. Abstaining from something that we willingly let go of, um, even if it's hard, which it, it usually is, something that we love to indulge in, so that we fast from, that we choose to lay down should help us during this time to remember what Lent is about, uh, what we're leading up to. You see, let's say I give up chocolate for 40 days. Okay, now that is an indulgence and it is something I love. Even if I don't eat it a whole lot, you can guarantee there will be several times in 40 days I will have to deny myself the indulgence of chocolate. And as seems to be the law of womanhood, sorry men, it's just true, womanhood, the more you try to deny yourself something sweet, especially chocolate, the more you crave it. I don't know what that phenomenon is, but it's there. So the cravings get worse when we abstain from it, from almost anything, I think for men and women, right? Amen. So every time I have that chocolate craving during Lent, then I remind myself why I'm doing this. I'm, I'm doing this to honor Jesus, to show him that he's worth any sacrifice that I have to make, any type of abstaining I can muster up. And what's even better is if we talk to Jesus just a bit more during Lent, and hopefully we'll make it a habit after that. But So every time I crave that chocolate, I talk to Jesus instead of indulging in a Reese's cup or a dark chocolate salted caramel treat. Every time I, I crave a bowl of chocolate ice cream, I, I lead myself to pray, not just for God to keep me from hopping in my car and going to Baskin Robbins, but just to connect with him and thank him for his sacrifice for me. My little itty bitty small sacrifice, my small act of abstaining from something reminds me of his real, true, eternal sacrifice. I mean, yes, it was a worldly sacrifice in that he, he gave up his flesh and blood for us. But it's a sacrifice that is eternal because it lasts for all eternity for us. And unlike sacrificial Pam, I go into it with a whole heart, with a, a heart and mindset of truly giving up something to honor Jesus. Not feeling like I'm doing it for attention and not doing it for praise for myself or to lament to others about, oh, how difficult my sacrifice is. In fact, most people don't even talk about what they're sacrificing or what they're abstaining from during Lent. It's a very personal thing. 
You get the picture, right? You know, not every denomination observes it in exactly the same way, but most observe it in some way or another as this time of abstinence, sacrifice, and drawing nearer to Jesus in order to prepare our hearts and minds for Easter. Now, I feel compelled to bring something else up. And, And again, this is that trend I was talking about in our society, not just with Lent or Easter, but with many things that were once considered truly holy, that this trend we have to water them down, to make them worldly or turn them into something else that they weren't intended to be, not just through tradition, but through, through spiritual things. This is how I see the Lenten social media 40 day challenge. Let me repeat that. There's a Lenten social media 40 day challenge. Now, no offense to anyone who partakes in this challenge. Hey, You're doing something good during this challenge, and that's never a bad thing, is it? I mean, acts of generosity honor God, and they can help us to be reminded of the generosity of Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father that we observe during Easter. I agree with that. But I would like to encourage you to dig a bit deeper than the place this 40-day challenge takes you. So, not sure what I mean? You don't maybe know what I'm talking about? Well, let me share There is this challenge out there that's been online for a few years now called the 40-Day Lenten Challenge. Let me just read to you straight from one of the little blurbs about it that came up when I googled it. I happened to see it on social media. And and I've seen it in years past, but it didn't really hit me till this year because like you all, hopefully like you all, um, I'm growing. And hopefully every year, every month, every day, whichever... um, hits me the the most at the time. Um, it could be on a daily basis, I hope, but more on a monthly basis and definitely on a year to year basis. Hopefully I'm growing. And so I learned. So this year, this is what hit me. This 40 day Lenten challenge. This is what it says. Remove one item from your closet every day for the 40 days of Lent. It is suggested on on each day of Lent, we give up one item from our closet that we no longer wear or need. Place the items in a bag And after the 40 days, donate the bag to a church or charity. Now, as I said before, good thing all the way around. First off, someone might need those clothes. Secondly, you get to clean some stuff out of your closet. And wow, that's got to feel good, right? I know it does when I clean out my closet. Charity is essential in this world. So generosity is important and reflects on who we are in the body of Christ. Bravo. Gratis. Thank you. Kudos to all of those who take up this challenge. But what about digging a little bit deeper than that for Jesus Christ? Sincerely, I'm not being snarky here. I'm just, well, I'm just being sincere. Let's go back to the words abstinence and sacrifice. Now, I don't know about you all, but giving up chocolate or desserts or TV or social media or steak or, or even sex or something else along those lines is an actual sacrifice for most people. Those are things that aren't just lying around that I'm not using anymore or won't enjoy. These are foods or things that are part of my regular life, though they are luxuries and not necessities. And in order for me to abstain from them, it takes effort. Truthfully, except for the the headache of doing it, how is removing one item from my closet that I don't use or need any longer abstaining from anything? How is it a sacrifice? It's not. It's giving of what I don't need and don't want. 
that's even less than giving a widow's mite. The, the, the widow in the Bible had so little to give that she gave, but she gave of it anyhow. That was a huge sacrifice for her. And it, for a lot of people, it seems small. It would be like giving a penny today and someone mocking someone for giving a penny t- to the Lord. Well, if you only have a dollar, a penny is a lot. If you only have 20 cents, a penny is a huge amount. So that widow's might honored the Lord. That was a huge sacrifice for her. And he honored it. it. But it was a holy sacrifice. It was a holy sacrifice. How holy of a sacrifice is it to give up your 30-year-old neon green t-shirt you wore back in college and have stuffed in your bottom drawer? How are you abstaining from anything by giving away those old sandals you bought 10 years ago, thinking you'd love them, but you don't because they pinch your toes and rub on the back of your heel? I mean, really, how is that a sacrifice? How is that abstaining from anything? I thought about daily sacrifice today. Um, Not just overall sacrifice, but daily sacrifice uh, when I was at the doctor's office. I saw a woman at this doctor's office truly sacrifice and and it hit me what what is daily sacrifice and, and what would that look like i mean a lady walked in and sat next to this other woman and as they waited for their appointments so the lady who came in and sat down was boisterous i mean she okay no she wasn't she was talkative that's a better word okay and maybe a little bit obnoxious <laughs> Bless her heart. She really was. And I don't think she realized it. She was blissful in her loudness. And I think the old adage is true. Ignorance is bliss. Because if she knew how loud she was and how many people were squirming in their seats when she was speaking, not just because of the decibel of her voice, but the content of what she was saying, I think surely she would have been embarrassed. Why do I bring this up when it comes to sacrifice? Because the the dear sweet woman who sat next to her abstained from being rude. She abstained from getting up and moving elsewhere after this woman sat down. And she abstained from ignoring her. You could tell she was uh, more than a bit uncomfortable. But she was kind to her nonetheless. Even as the other woman started talking, this, this loud woman. And I mean ever so loudly about some things that made the man to my right blush like 10 shades of red. Now I'm no prude and I often give TMI. People, people do tell me that sometimes I'm a, I'm more than an open book. Okay. So uh, TMI is too much information about myself or as my kids say to me, TMMI, too much mama information, (laughs) but in a waiting area filled with strangers, no one needs to know that your hip surgery and the medication from it made you constipated. So constipated that you had hemorrhoids. (laughs) This was TMSI, too much stranger information. <laughs> well, all right, <laughs> TMAI, too much anal information. I'm sorry, it was <laughs> that was bad, TMAI. Anyway, nobody needs to hear that. <laughs> and when she discussed very loudly how her hip surgery had not stopped her husband from wanting to have sex with her, <laughs> again, the man next to me turned beet red. Still, this sweet lady who who was sitting next to her just sat back and smiled. She was nodding her head and she gave her the occasional affirmative word. And yes, I did look to see if maybe this sweet lady was possibly wearing hearing aids and reached up and turned them off. But no, it didn't appear so. She abstained from excusing herself, though, and walking away, which she could have done. And surely that was maybe a little bit of a sacrifice for her. 
All the while, she was getting virtually yelled at (laughs) about this woman's sex life and how she and her husband had figured out alternative methods during this physical trial of hers with her hip. So yes, TMRR information, too much rated R information in the orthopedic office this week. (laughs) But that simple act of sacrificing a little something in order to be kind to someone else made me think about this subject of Lent and this podcast that I was putting together and and what actual sacrifice is, especially daily sacrifice. So maybe it sounds odd that another human being observed the spirit of Lent by denying herself a half hour of indulging in a magazine or playing a game on her phone while she was waiting for a doctor's appointment. But that's what she did. And she did it so she could be kind to a stranger who obviously needed to be heard. I really do think that's what she did. Not only did she indulge this stranger and let her talk, not that I think anyone could have stopped her, but she leaned in extra close and she gave her a tissue when this woman started to cry because she was afraid she'd have to have yet another surgery on her other hip. And I wonder, would I have done the same thing? Would you have done the same thing? Or would you have gotten up and moved? Or maybe excused yourself to go to the restroom hoping some new person unwittingly sat next to Mrs. TMII, Mrs. Too Much Intimate Information. I wonder what you would have done, and I wonder what I actually would have done in a similar situation. And let me clarify, I do believe that many, if not most, parents do sacrifice for their kids, and many adult kids sacrifice for their elderly parents. And in sacrificial Pam, I'm sure she did sacrifice for her kids at times, but wearing it as a badge of honor and not doing it from maybe the right place at heart. And if she did, she didn't come across that way. I think she became a stumbling block to other people. And so I prayed for her then. And I, I I pray that her heart became more Christ-like instead of, um, more self-indulgent. But we should sacrifice, shouldn't we? Sometimes we fast and we abstain for our own physical, emotional, and spiritual health throughout the year. And sometimes we we follow a religious or liturgical calendar and, and, and traditions and we fast and abstain or sacrifice as a reminder of those special dates to us and special seasons to us. As a reminder of, of how Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice for us. Soldiers who serve our country sacrifice and their families do so that we have the rights and freedom to follow these same religious traditions and worship as we believe. So these are things that epitomize the true meaning and definition of the word sacred or or giving of a holy sacrifice. All of these things do honor God. But we can also sacrifice and abstain daily in ways that bring little bits of holiness with us wherever we go by serving other people, by putting their needs ahead of ours. And in doing so, showing others with our actions and deeds, just who Jesus is within us and in the body of Christ. Small acts of sacrifice are what I'm talking about. Like, like uh, parking a little further out in the parking lot. So someone who isn't as agile can park a little bit closer in that empty spot. Or maybe allowing the mom with the one gallon of milk she's getting ready to purchase and the two kids hanging off of her to go ahead of you in the line at the grocery store, even though it's inconvenient for you at the moment. Or maybe giving your last $10 in your wallet to a coworker who, who forgot their person doesn't have enough money for lunch or 
or getting up at the crack of dawn to, to go with your spouse to do something you absolutely can't stand to do just because it shows him or her that you love them. You know, sacrificing our own comforts and our own indulgences and desires on a daily basis. I mean, how about we challenge ourselves to do that instead of give of what we don't really want to keep anyhow and and getting rid of something we simply have no use for in the first place. In and through these small daily sacrifices, I, I believe that we not only show others a glimpse of who Christ is, but we honor him. I heard someone in a sermon the other day say, Don't judge the heart of Jesus based on the actions of somebody who was supposed to represent him, but did not. Let's be more determined to have our actions be those of someone who represents Jesus well. Let us be the ones who are exposed as genuine and truthful, heart and soul down to earth and all the way up to heaven as Jesus's instead of fake. That That's my determination because I'm sure there's times that I fail at this. So thank you for tuning in to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm so very glad that you did. Please like and follow this podcast and please share it with others. They can find it on Podbean, Google Play, and in the Apple Store. And don't forget today's pod quote by Trent Shelton. Real situations expose fake people.